you you know all this gear we've got a bank of lights uh, behind us as uh, as we wait for all the social media feeds to go uh, to go live hello everyone my name is max mcgillivray from beanstalk global we're about to go live with the with the fantastic mark from ahdb and the fantastic remy from gen z um, talent but we're just waiting for all the social media feeds to uh, to kick in uh, so remy mark i've heard a rumor that you both can sing is that correct remy not quite not quite i mean so, uh, yeah. Back in the day, I, I heard Mark singing a few times back at Plumpton <laughs> College, but I was okay. a few years back. I don't know if he's still got it. Okay, got Mark. Can you can you sing? No, unfortunately, it's not one of one of Mark's major talents. Okay, well, you've you've both fallen into my into my trap because today's my birthday. So because because you're both on, I, I need you both to sing to me. So are you are you ready for the for the for the sake of breaking the the, the internet? After three, Remy, you start because and, and we'll, we'll go for a C major. One, two, three. Happy birthday <laughs> Right, stop. All the social media feeds are gone. Fun. Thank you very much for those birthday, birthday uh, greetings. We are live on Beanstalk Global with the AHDB Talking Leaders Series. Before we go properly live with uh, with, with Remy, this is going to be, we're going to learn so much from, from Remy. In, in the uh, uh, pre-broadcast, broadcast, um, it was, it was uh, fascinating fascinating frightening exciting to hear what Remy's going to talk to us about in the respect of, um, of social media and what we can learn but Mark over to you tell us about AHDB and the Talking Leaders series please so yeah thanks Max um yeah Talking Leaders um if you haven't come and dialed in before what we're, we're trying to do is bring some interesting individuals from outside of the industry um into the industry um and just learn from from their experiences uh, and how we could develop our farming businesses from some of their insights excellent and, and Remy it's not like you know anything about agriculture is it no not too much I just I did it at college uh with Mark being one of my lecturers and I did it at uni um I've meandered a little bit but I'm a farmer at heart excellent just just show off your your college because it's a uh, it's it is I I think it's one of the best looking beautiful colleges in the whole of the UK just tell us about the, the college you went to Remy uh, yeah, so I went to Plumpton College, um, so in Sussex, a beautiful location at the foot of the South Downs. Really, really enjoyed my time there, to be fair. I was there for uh, three years on a sandwich course um, back in 2015 to 2018. Um, but no, honestly, it was amazing. And anybody that's thinking about going there, 100% would recommend it, Excellent. even if Mark isn't there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you've, and you've travelled far, Remy, uh, because... Are you broadcasting from Portugal or is it somewhere slightly north? Where, where are you today, Remy? Oh, just LA today. No, <laughs> Brighton, Brighton. Brighton, by, by, the, by the sea. So come on, let, let's exactly. do this properly. I just want to uh, give everyone a proper introduction to, uh, to, to Remy. We're live on LinkedIn. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Twitter. Um, oh, have I missed one? Um, and uh, for, for the sake of the people, especially on the on the podcast, uh, let, let's talk about uh, about Remy because it's all about Remy today. Uh, so we know how important it is to be inspired by both big businesses and individuals, which is why we're excited to present the Talking Leaders, um, a monthly initiative from the fantastic team of the AHDB, which shares a series of inspirational speakers, share their life experiences and deliver impactful stories to the agri-leader community. In our February broadcast, we are delighted to be joined by Remy, founder and CEO of Gen Z Talent and tell us what's the title of your new business? Uh, uh, farmmarketing.co.uk. 
and we're discussing loosely the rising role of social media within UK agriculture. After gaining considerable experience working on arable dairy farms from the age of 13, Remy's initial career plan was to become an agribusiness consultant. He saw the light he studied at Pumpton College before graduating with a degree in ag from the University of Reading. The COVID-19 pandemic meant Remy's final year at university had to be completed from home. Um, during this period, he observed a huge growth of social media platforms such as TikTok and living with an influencer at the time, Remy decided to set up his own social media business. In 2021, Remy founded Gen Z Talent, an agency specializing in influencer and social media marketing, initially to provide a part-time income while completing his final year of university. The company has grown very quickly and he has an extensive client list, including the likes of Starbucks, EOS, Taco Bell and HelloFresh. Remy's final year dissertation focused on farm diversification, and it was during this time that he began to see the potential for social media marketing within agriculture. In 2022, Remy took his love of social media marketing and applied it to another passion, the passion of farming, and founded, one, two, three, farmmarketing.co.uk. And this is an agency that focuses on taking farm diversification to a new audience through digital and social media marketing. So, so Remy, you are beyond fascinating because... Because you could have gone down that stock standard route of um, ag management, ag, ag consultancy, but you've had, you've made this this um, this huge pivotal change. Any regrets? Not at all. I mean, I think you know, for uni, uh, for me at uni, I learned a lot. Um, but but one of the key things for me at uni was the contacts I made. Um, obviously, COVID really sort of threw a spanner in the works with with my plans. Um, and uh, you know, at the same time, it, it it was responsible for like the growth of platforms like TikTok. Um, and I thought, you know, it's an opportunity which is just sort of too good to, to miss out on at the moment. Um, and obviously from that as well, my sort of interest came about how can we use social media within agriculture to help sort of agriculture progress? And obviously something that we'll get onto a bit later. Yeah, well, well done. It's a, there's a quote that Mark and I have used um, from a, a, a lovely, amazing South African fresh produce buyer who, who always say, states, never waste a crisis. And I'm not exactly. sure if that's politically correct, but you, you look at the situation that you're, you're in, um, staggered final year at, um, at Reading, uh, you got this intellectual horsepower. How can you, you, you refocus it, repurpose it to the benefit of, of the of the sector and a, and a way that you go? And j j just out of curios curiosity, do you think our sector of agriculture is unsophisticated in terms of social media marketing in comparison to, you, you mentioned we mentioned the likes of Taco Bell and HelloFresh. Are, are we on par or are we behind or are we in front? Remy, what do you think? Uh, absolutely not. I mean, uh, social media within agriculture is barely even sort of been touched to, to its full potential. Um, obviously, we've got sort of social media and then we've got one sort of step further along from that, which is influencer marketing as well. Um, so, I mean, these are the sorts of techniques that, that big brands have been using for a long time now. Um, and they're using them for a reason. You know, they're, they're so cost effective. We can really reach millions of people for you know, a fraction of the price of what you'd pay for any other forms of advertising. Um, so I think, you know, it's here to, to stay. And, you know, my mission is to sort of increase the number of farmers and increase how the industry or change how the industry is using social media. Yeah. Remy, well done. Mark, we've done, is it three broadcasts now with a, with, with an eclectic bunch of um, um, uh, YouTubers and, and, and influencers? And uh, Mark, you and I have always been amazed that when we're going live with them, the, the amount of traffic that is uh, that that's uh, that's coming through. Mark, Mark what, what's your view of the influences that you and I've been associated with on on the on the um, on the, with the AHDB? I think I think just 
the point that you made there about the traffic and the point that everybody makes about the opportunity that was the real okay i'm a social media user um but it didn't quite really appreciate how wide and how far you could contact people and people of the demographic that you're wanting to engage with in a really really easy cost-effective manner um, it is it's mind-boggling yeah but and gents just to just to summarize i think from from my perspective um i was speaking to a, a contact last week who went to a, a meeting of a of a fairly large but niche large trade group and remy you won't believe this or perhaps you will do and afterwards um at this meeting this this individual just just uh counted them as saying you've got to do more with your with your social media and the chairman uh, phoned up this uh, particular contact and said well what's the point of a website and what's the point of um of social media um and so this individual had to had to back all the way back and explain that the the, the website is the shop window to, to what they're doing and if they don't have a shop window no one's going to come in the proverbial front door and the individual sort of got that um but then didn't understand the benefits of um, of social media and said well aren't we giving all of our secrets away um and 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 remy this this is i think the problem that that you sort of slightly alluded to that um that we're still very siloed in our thinking within within agriculture whilst we need to be more open and more collaborative and uh, because if you are open more collaborative more more things happen remy would you agree no, absolutely. I mean, like what you were saying there, the the, the social media, uh, the website being the, the shop window. I mean, social media is what can give you the reach to bring, you know, potential customers or even just people that are just genuinely sort of interested. Um, but obviously, you know, thinking business, like social media is essentially your your fishing net, you know, your fishing hook. You want to bring people in and then your website is exactly what you're doing, how you can help those people effectively convert those people um so yeah i mean there's they, they go hand in hand but i mean there's a lot of people now that even have uh social media but not a website um yeah. because that's the sort of power of it yeah okay so just imagine we, we've got a, a farmer on board listening in and there are a thousand 1500 acres in the west country um and they're, they're asking remy why do i need a website why why do i need social media um i've just got my my grain grain uh companies that i sell my, my stuff to and the, the milk go, goes off to uh whoever why why do i need to engage in social media remy what would you say to that please um i mean i guess there's three sort of key uses for for social media within agriculture right um the first being for farmers who have diversified if they're looking to promote their um farm diversification so um for example if a farmer has a glamping site yeah, well they can use social media to promote their site um, and then one step on from that they can use influencers to create what we call user generated content um, and that will cost very little if anything but you know having an influencer post in that sort of video about your glamping site has the potential to sell out your entire season and, and obviously completely change your your business um you know glamping for example is like super popular on TikTok at the moment yeah. And um, we see a lot of success with user generated content. Um, and even like me personally, last summer, I went and stayed in a shepherd's hut um, and I'm not an influencer by, by any means, but I posted about my experience online. And as a result, we had a bunch of people that, that me and my girlfriend know actually go and book that clamping site themselves. So, you know, having your own social media essentially is the base, is the foundation of bringing new people in. And yeah. um, the second sort of way is with well influencers and social media promoting 
British agriculture um, as a whole, um, you know, within the sort of Gen Z and millennial demographic, there's like just pretty much everybody. I mean, it's like 84% of the UK populations on social media and obviously within the millennial and Gen Z demographics, that's even higher. So for example, in January, when AHDB runs the Veganuary Eat Balance campaign, you know, this could be extended to social media and reach literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions wow. of people for a fraction of the cost of what running like a TV ad or a print ad um, or anything like that could do. Um, so yeah, I mean, farmers, farmers as well. Um, I mean, I know Mark and I mentioned well, Mark mentioned to me previously that he's aware of a farmer who's blogging um, and he's just got a brand new Bateman sprayer and YouTube is paying him to promote, uh, well, YouTube is paying him to create content yeah. and the money that he's making from that content, he's using to pay off his brand new Bateman sprayer. <laughs> so there's, there's so many different ways that social media can be used. Yeah. Um, it's just a case of getting started and, and, and being consistent, really. Yeah, okay. can I give you a great example that I think Mark and I've discussed uh, previously? There's a, a farm near us that was having um, a problem with their, with dog walkers, and um, they just ended up shouting at the dog walkers, and the dog walkers ended up shouting shouting back at the farmer. New farm manager um, came in, and he said, "I know what to do," and he created a fenced, uh, lovely fence area. So it's about uh, three acres, and it's got um, uh, a special uh, uh, gate at the front. And with your smartphone, uh, you you pay, I think it's five pounds to uh, walk, walk your dog around there. And all the proceeds go to the local school to their swim, swimming pool. And from, from it being lots of animosity, everyone's happy and the local local school's winning um, just because they've managed to create uh, a positive from, from from a negative. And now the whole village is very happy with the farm and um, and, and vice versa. So so, so many so many different ways that, that it can be can be used, Remy, isn't it? But but people 100%. but 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 farmers uh, need need to be curious, they need to be positively curious to engage with it what, what do you think mark yeah i think you're that that looking at looking at the problem or the challenge from a different perspective and being curious uh, and just having a go uh, and that example that you said and we've discussed previously what a, what a way of flipping a problem into a solution and actually creating a real positive feel to that to that farming business within within the community yeah so, so remy i've been talking to other clients this morning about shows um within the uk we we have um uh big shows so um mark help me with the dairy events because I'm, I'm not okay with them but within the cereal community we have the likes of cereals and uh groundswell and uh and and, and llama do, do you think that we still need those shows, Remy. Do we still need some uh, publications like the Farmers Weekly? Or is all of this going to, are we seeing the seismic change where it's all going to move on over to social media and we're just going to be engaged with, with this rather than actually meet, meeting people face to face? What do you think, Remy? Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think it's going to change overnight. I think these sorts of platforms, whether it be Farmers Weekly, um, you know, the Lama newsletter, you know, I think they'll start doing more and more sort of online bits i mean farmers weekly's had a website for for years and years and social media to be honest is just an extension of that yeah um obviously you know when you look to the future and you hear about the metaverse and ai and this and that you know one day eventually uh it will probably go to that but you know where farming is still a little bit behind in terms of um how you know up to date it is with with social media and, and technology um you know farmers weekly your, your magazine's here to stay 
Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing because one of my friends has just uh, reminded me to talk to Remy about, about the farming sim uh, story. There's a big farmer near us and his tractor is so sophisticated uh, when he's plowing that he doesn't he virtually has, doesn't have to do anything apart from being sort of the gatekeeper on it. So he's plowing and then he's on a farming simulator on his iPad in the tractor plowing. And it's like, it's like talk, talk about art eating, it, um, eating itself. So so what we want to learn from, from you, Remy, especially is, is with your talent and experience, running gen z um what excites you in different industries that you can see being deployed into farming what what can we bring from over, over there on the basis that let's just admit it we're a bit unsophisticated in comparison to other sectors and social media what can we learn from over here and, and bring it over to our sector that's going to be beneficial what do you think yeah i mean well obviously having social media is the sort of fundamental of it that's that's your base oh, yeah you know, well, that's, <laughs> that's more important than a than a website now um you know not enough farmers or farming businesses or farm diversifications are even on social media but what's happening in other sort of industries and where the industry is really going is towards influencer marketing um and and using user-generated content so you know defining influencer marketing as you know anyone with like a large social media following basically um we need to we need to think about how these because i mean the reason big brands are using them the reason other industries are using them is because they're very cost effective they're very low risk uh, and, and agriculture just basically needs to think about how we can make use of that within agriculture i mean i personally don't think that the sort of governing organizations are doing enough to promote British agriculture to the general population. Um, and I think that, you know, when you see things like the popularity of say Clarkson's farm, um, love him or hate him, he's done a really good job at getting the British public interested in British agriculture. Um, and I think, you know, off the back of that, yeah. farmers and farming businesses, it's now the perfect opportunity for them to get involved with it. Um, I mean, I talk about diversifications primarily because of obviously um, the loss of the basic payment scheme. A lot of farmers are being forced to diversify. Um, and this is essentially a shortcut that the big brands have been using for years to, to essentially ensure success of, of your diversification. Um, I think the biggest problem is, um, I mean, well, I think the way that the biggest problem is going to be sort of transitioned out is that as sort of the younger generations now begin to take over the sort of family farms and you know, social media is more of a natural instinct to them than maybe sort of older generations. Um, you know, these younger generations will see the, the sort of benefit in having social media. Um, but yeah. It's, uh, 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 Mark, I'm not, I'm not sure if I, if I can say this, but someone says WhatsApp, WhatsApp saying that uh, uh, Clarkson's farm has done more good for agriculture than 20 years of, uh, of um, uh, country farm. But but it, but it, but it also, also it's I think it's beneficial to for farmers to jump on that uh, that 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 uh, that that ride that appreciation um, uh, smack me over the back of the head but I think I was reading the Daily Mail yesterday and uh, it was stated about how good Clarkson's Farms uh, is because it's just showing how tough it is in, in farming uh, not only the physicality of it but also the uh, the margin pressure um, and so for consumers to un understand that it's actually really tough. Um, on, a, on a farming perspective, uh, whether it be the margin side, whether it be the growing side, or whether it be in, interacting with them, with the, with, with Joe Public, it's it's be beneficial um, all round. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, yeah, the whole Clarkson farm thing is a really, really interesting topic. Um, from my personal perspective, I completely agree with you. It's that realness 
and that's I suppose we link that with social media it's that real live genuine kind of content if I'm honest some of the things in Clarkson farm some of the health and safety elements should they should they really be posting some of those things of Jeremy stood in a bucket doing things that's a whole nother debate but it's that it's that that real organic content that shows what it's truly like on a farm yeah and, and also guys the very interesting thing about Clarkson's farms is it shown on terrestrial tv is it on bbc itv no it's on amazon every everyone i i talk to um i, I don't watch tv um and, anymore i'm watching everything um on online so again uh, remy goes back back to what you were saying that these bigger companies have realized some time ago that the new solution is on on social social media um and, and likewise we've got to realize that uh that if we're giving out information we don't have to get all excited about a bbc film crew turning up to do a, a 33 second slot on our farm when actually we could do a lot more reach a lot more people remy uh with, with our own with our own outputs yeah 100 percent. i mean i think you know there's a few people that, that that do other things online sort of similar to what clarkson's done so whether it be tom pemberton um i mean he's got over half a million subscribers on youtube there's farmer will who's on love island at the moment um he's got over 1.5 million followers on tiktok you know, and these people are, uh, uh, you know, that's a lot of people, 1.5 million and 500,000. It shows that people do care about, you know, the general public does care. That's not 1.5 million farmers. That's not yeah. half a million farmers. You know, the population, the general population does care about British agriculture. And I think, you know, there's a whole thing now about conscious consumerism um, and people are interested in where their food comes from. And farmers yeah. have this whole, you know, behind the scenes access of exactly how things are going, exactly how things work, you know, exactly what's going on. And people want to see that, you know, there just isn't enough people that are, are showing it. And I think, you know, in terms of reinforcing not only your own personal farming business or farm diversification, but British agriculture as a whole, you know, the problem is, is that there's a lot of, you know, newer sort of, let's say, vegan brands, you know, plant-based brands. And I mean, they're coming in here with sort of, I mean, yep. there's one one vegan um, bacon brand that launched recently, and they had an eight million pound budget just to launch wow. the product in the UK. And you know, obviously, British agriculture doesn't have that sort of budget just to throw around like there's no tomorrow on each campaign. And that's why using something cost effective like social media is essentially the answer. I mean, when you account for like veganism, it's such actually like a small percent of the population that they have such a big voice and they have such a big voice because of social media yep. so you know farmers can probably you know tell their side of the story as it were by posting on social media um and you know it doesn't cost anything yeah uh, guys do you follow the hoof gp so it's a, a, so, so it's a, everyone if you if you look at the hoof uh, gp um so, so he he does these really interesting videos he's got a gopro and he goes around dairy farms uh, uh cattle farms up in uh, scotland um and he puts cattle in a uh, in a, in a crush and it's all professionally done and he trims cattle's feet it, it's as simple as that he's got one and a half million subscribers on uh, on youtube the reason i mentioned him a, a client of mine bumped into him in uh uh, in, in, in a pub up in near Aberdeenshire and he was just bemoaning the fact he'd come back from uh, America um, and word got out that he was in, in America and he couldn't leave the hotel he was in for two days because he's been mobbed by his American <laughs> audience because they wanted to uh, to get all the merch that they bought from the Hoof GP uh, signed off so again it just shows the uh, the, the the power of an internet, an internet in, a, in, a, in a strange strange twist 
but um, Remy, just just go back to this point about um, uh, the, the the companies that are say five years in advance on us um, social media wise, and you, you mentioned that great example of the plant based company. It, are, are there any key points that that we can learn from you that you've learned from them that we could deploy here? Oh yes, yes, we need to have our, our social media uh, site set up. So just let's assume that that our, our, our people died and I've got those those set up. What can they learn from you as to how they can boss those, get get the, the most out of them, whether it be for farm diversification or just to keep the positive PR of the of the farm of their unit going? What 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 things can we, I don't know, can, can we plagiarize? Can we steal from those sectors that you know into our sectors, please? Yeah, I mean, obviously every sort of campaign's different and and ultimately it will, you know, the end goal will be what you've got to start with and then you've got to work your way back. But I mean, in terms of farmers sort of getting started on, on social media, um, my advice would be, you know, think about what you're trying to achieve, choose your niche, whether it be like you're trying to promote your farm shop, your shepherd's huts. Is it that you just want to promote that your beef's 100% grass fed? Um, and, and it literally is as easy as creating an account. Um, TikTok's probably the easiest one to grow on at the moment. Um, and then like just posting behind the scenes sort of content of what the public wouldn't normally get to see. Um, as long as you're posting consistently, you will grow. Um, so that's the sort of secret that these these brands are, are doing. I mean, a lot of the time, these brands don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> they're just sort of pumping money into something which they think looks good. Um, and hoping for the best at the same time obviously a lot of brands do know what they're doing yeah. um but it, it, it you don't need a massive budget especially with social social media you know social media costs nothing for you to to do personally um and it, even with say influencers or user generated content you know inviting them down to your farm shop or to your shepherd's hut you know it doesn't you know some might ask for payment it literally will be like a couple hundred quid but you know if you're if you're sort of becoming reliant on um, your farm diversification to to remain profit, profitable and to increase the resilience of your farm business. You know these influences could literally change your life. Yeah. You can find that you've got two shepherd huts and they're fully booked because of one video for the entire yeah. year. And next thing you know, you've got twenty shepherd huts and you know a multi million pound business out the end of it. Yeah. Um, you know if something goes viral it, it, at the minute, it goes super viral, um, yeah. and that's why you've got to take advantage of sort of TikTok and even now. Think what's interesting um, is that YouTube is sort of trying to get back some of the market share from TikTok. So YouTube are paying like really generously um, a forty-five percent revenue split uh, back to the wow. creators. Um, so yeah, it, I think there's no real better time than now. Um, and and you know the farmers that that get on it first will be the ones that um, ultimately come out on top, um, like anything really. But it's yeah. it's continuing continuously developing. And, um, and, and, and Remy, you're spot on. It always um, tickles me, Mark. I don't know if you have the same that when we um, do uh, work with uh, with Ollie, Ollie, Ollie blogs, and I'm turning up there, and I've got like ten grams of, of, of filming kit, and it's all this um, jeopardy that we always have stick it all together. And he's just got a, he's got a knackered old iPhone, um, and he does a, a video once a day for for a thousand days, and he's getting help me, Mark, anywhere between twenty five, fifty thousand views in a couple of days yeah, on, yeah. on on his videos, and he's just doing it on an old old iPhone. And he's, so he's just, but he, but he's where he's very good, um, and he enjoys. I think he, he enjoys 
of thinking it through right what am i going to do today right i'm going to promote this um this 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 muck spreader and he'll bring a, a little bit of jeopardy into it and bring some characters into it and then he'll sit at his kitchen table at, at an evening or at lunchtime and just splice it together with a little app, app that he's got so it, it costs him nothing um but but then he, he's get generating an income from it which is great because it's it's his own farm farm diversification so what what am i trying to say mark it's not it's not difficult but you just got to start it and as remy says you've got to be consistent you've got to keep going no definitely definitely and that's quite interesting that we've got had a question come in from emma talk asking about um the return on investment other than engagement particularly because some of the products that we're we're producing um uh, in in the world of agriculture, some of the content can be quite sensitive, um, so it's it's a little bit difficult. And how do you balance that cost of time to develop the content um, against the other business activities that generally most farms are mixed? Um, what's Remy's thoughts on that? I'm thinking about Ollie and the comment you there. He's with his old knackered phone, but he spends. I'd love to know how many days he charges his phone because he's continuously. Developing, filming, and 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 creating content for for his for his daily video. Yeah, I mean, I guess your return on investment sort of depends on on what you're trying to achieve. I mean, um, obviously, context would be helpful, but you know, just in terms of general sort of vlogging, obviously, some things can be a bit sensitive. Some people are sort of unaware or uneducated on certain processes and can feel strongly about sort of um, wrong thing, but. I mean, generally, social media, the time that you're spending um, can be time that you're also doing other things. So, I mean, a lot of people wear GoPros. So I know you said about the iPhone and, and social media. Sorry, that's fine. Social media is like um, all about authenticity and relatability now. So you don't really need to spend much um, at all in terms of the equipment. But, you know, if sort of your time pressured, then uh, there are people that wear sort of GoPros and stuff and then sort of can cut that down in the evening or whatever. Um, but I mean, in, actual, in terms of actual spend, for example, with influencer marketing, for example, if you were to use influencers, the average in the industry uh, is for every one pound you spend, you get five pounds back. That's the sort of oh, industry well standard. Um, but in terms of actually reality, um, we've, we've run campaigns um, for brands and we've had like a nine, what we call, well, return on ad spend of 9,000%. That's so it's face. yeah it's um yeah it's quite it's very lucrative so i mean it depends it depends if you mean like return on investment in terms of your time or your money yeah but but i suppose it's, it's come back to this thing again remy that this is still the, the world of the unknown can you imagine a, a dairy farmer in somerset thinking I've, I've got to sign up an influencer and it's going to cost me a thousand pound and i might get ten thousand pound back and i might might not but i've got no control over the video but again it comes back to what we we're talking about earlier it's just about being cu curious about being, about being collaborative um and, and also remy join it and um, the, the people that uh, mark and i i meet uh they they get so much enjoyment out of uh, running those, those 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 videos and the positive comments that they they get in mark would you agree oh no hugely and i think with the work that we're doing with some of the the really good guys in the industry it is, it is they do generally love recording and sharing their story um, which i think thinking about some of the points that you've made um, about developing a following developing a bigger customer base from a diversification point of view the other end of the spectrum, it, it, having that social media following, one of the big challenges in the industry across all of the land-based industries or any industry is labour and marketing. Having that presence, having that thing is probably a way of actually selling your farm and your business to say, actually come and work yeah. for me. 
this is what we do on a day-to-day -day basis this is how we look after our crops for animals which again is a real positive positive thing to be doing yeah well done. i can I, I can i just interject with my my day head on for for uh, red fox and um, the we come across so many examples of uh, graduates who are looking to join a farm or a farming business and if that that business doesn't have any social media presence they won't join uh, because they, they want to find out about it whilst if there's another um business that's got a, a really good social media profile and they can see the people there and they can see that they're happy and they can see the the general look and feel of, of the of the business it's going to be more attractive for them to reach out and make contact with them and, and, and look to work with them rather than a, than a business that's got that's got nothing it we do a, a lot of work on linkedin remy and there's a um, a view that if you don't have a um, a linkedin profile uh shot your uh, picture uh that you're trying to hide something and so, so again you need to be i suppose it's it might be difficult for some people, but you need to be open, haven't you? But then, then it comes back to that point that Emma was making um, earlier. That um, with with some of the uh, the broadcasting that Mark and I've done with the with the team there, the YouTubers, they sometimes find it difficult uh, to how they portray farming. Bad things happen in farming, um, especially livestock. Things die, especially sheep, from what I remember of them. And and what do you do? Are, are you meant to present this sort of glowy side that everything's like a Disney movie, or do you show some some of the the bad stuff that do, does happen? And and they they're very good in that they they want to get over the fact that it is it, the sector is hard and you have lots of ups and downs, and so they do show that, but not to the extent of um, anything macabre. But they do uh, look to say that this um, uh, this year unfortunately uh, had triplets, but two of them didn't make it, and this is and they explain. So they yeah. they've now understood that that context. So so Remy, how did how do people learn? Do you, do you think the best way is just to watch other people and to learn from them, or, or should people be going on specific online learning courses, or should they just go for it and see see where it goes? Yeah, I mean it's different. It's it's different for everybody. Um, the algorithms on these platforms, like they're all different. Everyone has a completely unique experience on them. Um, but I definitely recommend going and, and watching sort of what's out there, whether it be Tom Bemberton, Farmer Will, um, the Hoof Man. Sorry, I can't yeah. remember his name. Um, GP, and, yeah. and you know, there's 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 loads of different ones. I mean, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but there's a dairy farmer um, in Somerset that's got a massive following now, and, and he's just sort of walking around with a GoPro strapped to him. Um, so yeah, definitely have a look at, at what's out there. Um, obviously, you know, if you're a farm shop, have a, you know, do a bit of a competitor analysis. Have a look at what other farm shops might be doing. If you're a glamping site, have a look at what other glamping sites are doing. If you've got fishing lakes, you know, have a look at what other people are doing. Or if you're just a sort of general farmer and you think, okay, I want to see if I can earn an income out of this. Um, and, 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 you know, there's so many opportunities that can come out of it as well, um, which you'd never even expect. Um, yeah, just have a look at what other people are doing start posting it doesn't matter what really you're posting just start posting and post it doesn't have to be every day it doesn't have to be 10 times a day but if you're posting once a week keep posting once a week if you're posting every day post keep posting yeah. every day the yeah. one thing that the algorithms don't like is when you change the frequency of posting oh um, right okay absolutely so, yeah that's really interesting so we are doing something right with the agri leader Facebook group that we post three times a week, every week, or, and, and roughly at the same time. We've had a couple more questions coming in to build on those points. Um, this um, this one question, don't know who it's coming from, but it's like, Remy, with your agricultural hat on, um, have you seen any countries around the world that are using social media more effectively on farms than potentially we are in the UK? Uh, I think it's a bit of a sort of um, lag across the board, to be honest. Um, I mean, there are some some US farmers which are on socials, um, 
other countries their their the social media content they create doesn't sort of tend to come across to like non-english speaking countries their content doesn't tend to come across to the sort of social media feed of of uk um consumers as it were um i think you know it, it is a general sort of issue i know that germany is quite hot on it um but yeah i think you know just across the board i think farmers have always sort of thought well how does this benefit me um and, and and understandably um and that's why you know explicit well especially with farm diversification and especially as a result of the problems caused by leaving the eu um this is where i personally believe social media can really bridge the gap um and fill a hole with the, the problems that we've got Remy, can I just throw a sideways sideway one, one at, uh, at you? Um, Max, we, we are part of a, a big marketing company in the grass seed sector within uh, agriculture. Love what Remy and Mark are, are saying. We want to do more on social media, but our bosses won't allow us because of the international brand guidelines of the corporate structure, which to us is all rubbish. We, we want to be authentic. How can we be authentic? How can we persuade um, our upper management to let us free? Let us let us be free yeah this is a problem which we get all the time um we'll sort of have like a, a 21 year old social media manager um and they're sort of arguing with their like 60 plus <laughs> marketing manager and you know he's he's having to ask his 14 year old daughter what this means you know and what that means it's a problem which which we see all the time um i guess if you look at, at case studies i mean if you were to look at um, not necessarily agriculturally specific brands but there's um, Duolingo on TikTok or there's Ryanair on TikTok. You know, these are not accounts which you think anyone would really care about. Um, but if you look at their social media, they're jumping on trends. They're yeah. really funny. They're really authentic. And they're not trying to force anything down the throat of the people that are watching it. And that's the thing with social media, because it's all moving towards video content. It's got to be entertaining first. And it's got to be, you know, You've got to imagine your sort of marketing funnel with awareness being at the top and you've got to make your content edu uh, well educational but entertaining so you've got to slip that educational aspect into the into the entertainment aspect of the funnel um and then obviously you know from that then you have the people that are actually going to come click through to your account see what else you've got on then the people that are going to follow you then the people that are going to come to your website and then the people that are going to convert right um so yeah i mean look at the case studies look at the what what some of the top brands on tiktok are doing and say like look if we're doing this this is the potential that we've got here um yeah. but it's okay. it's i feel their pain because i have to argue with cmos every day about 62 years okay but, to... but, but, <laughs> but, but, but good example of that from the agriculture world would be um the the Colin the Caterpillar cuff but the Caterpillar Aldi campaign that they stuck out on social which was all about how Colin had been kidnapped and his great cousin in Aldi which is a complete spin-off in all and they sold out of them yeah 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 I, I, okay so just go back to Dorothy that's not her name um so what what, what do you think Remy if, if she got um a, a number of examples of, of not dissimilar uh businesses and how successful they, they've been on the likes of TikTok and other platforms and, and show that to her young 62 year old uh senior manager and just say look look at the success that these guys are why don't we have a trial um and I, I'll I will monitor it and uh, you'll see it and uh, sort of just hold their hand so they so they're not feeling threatened by it do, do you think that would be the way to go Remy yeah, I mean, look, there's no harm harm in trying. I know a lot of brands are very, very sort of sensitive about their brand tone of voice and stuff like that. Um, 
I've just I've just remembered seeing a really good example, which was which what's the brand and they make cattle crushes and hurdles. The main the big one. Over to Mark. IAE. Yes, I think I'm 99% sure it's them on TikTok. They jumped on some TikTok trends. And I mean, this video was just of their cattle crush. It showed it from like various different angles with like the music time to it. And it was on like hundreds of thousands of views. <laughs> so it just goes to show like, you know, the power if you jump on trends, that's that's the most important thing on like TikTok um, is sort of trends. And, and if you look at Farmer Will um, and you look at other farmers on TikTok, you know, a lot of them are, are doing that and incorporating their daily life into that sort of thing. Um, but I mean, you know, I'd be really interested to know how many sales came as a result of, of that video for IAE. Yeah, this uh, the, the bit that grates my gears, um, Remy, is that is that it's always the larger companies, and it's probably these these ones that have got the corporate guidelines and the stuff that they 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 point uh, push at is so corporate, um, and they they, they just yeah. lose it. People want to buy from people, um, and yes, if there's a, a big company behind it, that's great because that offers financial security and um, depots all, all around around the world. But people want to 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 buy from people so i wish they would let go a little bit and and that 62 year old would just let let the, the marketing team whichever regional team it is just shine and I, and I and i know you've got to be so so uh, careful with the messaging that 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 you put out but yeah they, they just seem to be so so constrained and and, 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 and again I don't, I don't know what the answer uh, to that is remy yeah i mean you, you, the way that marketing works i think has really changed um you you need seven touch points on average with somebody before you can sell to them right but social media is such a good way to hit that person multiple times you know if you were to you know have a tv ad or you were to put something in print you know say in in farmers weekly they that they're not going to necessarily i mean farmers weekly would be probably you know a much better option because it's targeted um than like a tv ad but you know you need to be hitting that those people again and again and having an interesting social media account where they're going to follow you and follow your journey is such a good way to, to keep retargeting those people. Yeah, especially if they subscribe uh, to, to you. So whether it be TikTok or, or whatever, you've, you've got that lovely positive captured audience, haven't you? Well, in the Farmers Weekly, if you're, um, Farmers Weekly is great, but if you're running a quarter page advert to uh, lots of money, as soon as it's it's read and put down, that's it, especially chip paper, it's going to the bottom of the dog bed, isn't it? Whilst that on your TikTok thing, it's going to constantly come up and up and up in their feed uh, because of the algorithms and because of the, uh, the, the subscription element. Exactly, yeah. And then from that, obviously as well, you can have like a link that you put into your bio where people can sign up to your email newsletter. Um, people can visit your website straight from there. You know, it's like going back to what I was saying earlier about it's, it's essentially like the fishing net. Um, yeah. You know, you've got you to bring them in. And then once they're on, you know, it's that's how you push them down the funnel, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, another question in data. Max, talk about data. So there's a, um, we talked about it in our green room before we went live, that there's a, a big concern uh, within uh, UK farmers about, about data, that they, it's their data and they don't want to, um, to let it go. With social media, um, if, if I'm a farmer and I'm, I'm, and I'm taking all this positive, positivity, positivity from yourself and, and Mark and engaging with them with social media, have I got a problem with my data? Look, all of these platforms are formed on data. Um, all of these platforms know a certain amount about you, just like anything does. Anytime you go on your phone, it knows something about you. And, you know, you've got to just think about how this data is actually used to, to your advantage. And, and likewise, 
you know, the majority of, of data, um, whether it be cookies, when you visit a website, you know, when you have to click accept or decline, you know, all of this stuff is, I mean, majority of that stuff is for the sake of advertising. So if you sort of turn the table and think, well, actually, how can I then use this to my advantage? Um, suddenly you hate data a lot less. <laughs> yes, well done. Okay, so, so what do we say? If it actually provides an income for you, embrace the data, use the data. Information is power. You use it. Do not be afraid of it. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, there's obviously data comes in a bunch of different forms. So, for example, we use data to look at influencers and we look at how their accounts are doing. And then from that data, we can see what's working well, what isn't working well. Um, and then how we can improve and carry on growing their accounts. Um, so, I mean, you know, I don't think by any means people should be, obviously there's going to always be sort of some sensitive information, which you might not want to shout about from the rooftops, but, you know, data isn't anything to be overly precious about a lot of the time or overly scared of a lot of the time. Um, you know, data is there to be looked at and to help you really. Yeah. And I, th I think for uh, the, is anyone really going to be interested on a, on a global perspective as to what the price of wheat is that uh, that that we sold the, um, the 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 barn of wheat wheat for? It's not not it's not like it's uh, um, a military state secret, is it? And, and also that whole point about um, in the UK we have the most number of CCTV cameras anywhere in the in the world. One of my kids worked out that our five mile journey to Tesco and back were captured on um, I think it was thirty three different CCTV cameras. So if you're going to be that um, concerned about it, you just stay stay at home, wouldn't you? Um, and and you wouldn't have anything anything plugged in but as Remy, as you so eloquently said if you can actually get your head around it that you could use this data to your benefit um to generate another income it's this it's amazing farm diversification isn't it um as you said about your glamping site or uh, whether it be uh your, your your farm shop or something else that 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 you're doing it could be uh, very very beneficial for you so, so Remy, come on let, let's throw throw the um proverbial um uh, crystal ball out five years time UK agriculture, where, where do you, from your perspective of having a foot in ag and a foot in uh, the um, other world of other, other sectors, where do you see UK agriculture five years time and also where social media going to be um, and how, how can that be advantageous to our sectors? Sure. I mean, I think as younger generations take over um, and more farmers are going to be forced to, to diversify their businesses um, to remain profitable. Um, we'll definitely see, you know, a massive increase in the number of farmers using social media. Um, I think the key thing is that it should be seen as a tool to market your business and reach an audience that simply wouldn't know about you otherwise. Um, and likewise as well, I think more farmers will, will start vlogging what they do because, you know, I genuinely do think that the general public are, are genuinely interested in knowing where their food comes from. I just don't think there's enough people telling them. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the sort of, long-term outlook i think you know more and more more and more farmers will definitely get involved with it more and more agricultural um businesses will will be getting on social media um and you know i think the industry well not the industry but i think social media as a whole as well um it is expanding um at a hell of a rate um you know more and more people are, are on social media and for the younger generations as well it's it's almost like six cents you know it's yeah. it's you know they they're, they're born and they know how to use social media there's like there's two-year-olds walking around with ipads watching tiktok and and stuff you know so it's going to become more and more important um the way that social media is used will probably change when um things like the metaverse come um obviously augmented reality is probably something um which will be used before full sort of 
metaverse um, comes into effect. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's here to stay. It's a cost-effective option. Uh, it, it, yeah, it will not make sense for farmers to not be more involved with it. Yeah, well, well done, well said. And AI, talk to us about AI. We were mentioning in the green room about, I forgot what, uh, 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 chat, chat, help, help me. Chat well, GPT. So just explain to people what that is and AI and where we are with AI and where that's going and, and how this is a big disruptor. Yeah, so chat GPT is essentially the biggest um, advancement of like consumer artificial intelligence ever. Um, so within a week or two, it had millions and millions of users. So it was actually the fastest ever um, like adopted consumer app. Um, you know, faster than TikTok, faster than Instagram, faster than Facebook, faster than anything ever. Um, and I, you know, I personally believe that um, the internet is right the way down here and, and AI is sort of a, a reinvention of the internet on steroids. Um, so it will be used in, in people's general sort of lives. And what ChatGPT is, is essentially like Google search in a way, you sort of type um, whatever you want to know and it will come back and, and just talk back at you, um, but with like really, really descriptive answers. And it can be used for, for a bunch of different things. You know, I can say to it, um, you know, I'm trying to lose five kilos over the next two months. Um, write me a health plan that's going to help me lose weight. Um, and I really like Chinese food. So incorporate those sorts of flavors and, and it will just do it for you. You know, it will become your, your sort of life assistant. Um, so a lot of other programs are now being made off of the back of GPT, which is the sort of underlying brain behind chat GPT. Um, obviously, there's other uses for it, but in terms of, well, well that's sort of the consumer um, everyday sort of use of it. Obviously, AI as well will have a lot of different uses specifically within agriculture. Um, so if you take like the small robot company, um, what they're doing is really, really impressive. They've got a robot which will essentially go along your field, scan every single individual plant, and then using AI, it will essentially put a hit marker on all the weeds. And then that will talk to another robot which comes along behind it and it zaps all of those weeds. So using AI, um, and I mean, I think AI gets thrown around a bit too much. There's, I believe there's a difference between AI and machine learning. Yeah. So machine learning, you know, in the context of, of the robots is, you know, a, a weed can look like so many different things, right? And each individual weed, even if it's, you know, the same species of weed could look completely different. So machine learning is just that learning that that's still the same weed, even though it looks different, you know, similarly to if you ever have to click that box that says I'm not a robot or I'm a human yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. online, and then you'll have to click all the pictures of the traffic lights or all the pictures of um, taxis or whatever. What you're doing there is you're training self-driving cars. Um, so what they've done there has been really clever because they've got everyday people to, you know, develop their technology for them. Um, but, you know, there'll be so many use cases of how AI is developed in other industries and then incorporated into agriculture. Um, whether it be, you know, agri-robotics, uh, whether it be self-driving tractors, um, whatever it is, um, you know, it's here to stay. Um, and, it, you know, you shouldn't be afraid of it. It's not going to steal anybody's jobs overnight. Um, and even if it sort of did get to the level where it outsmarted humans, which, you know, it is on the way, 
there will always need to be a human to ask it the question the right question to get the right answer you know you've got to be very specific and you've got to know what you're talking about to get the answer out of these things at the minute so well well, that's a great great summary Remy. so it feels like it's evolution not not revolution and you you have to you ha- we all have to keep evolving otherwise otherwise we'll, we'll we'll be dead like the dinosaurs so so we must embrace this and and, and not be frightened of it uh, because it might be beneficial to us ongoing yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, when you take like the small robot company as an example, um, they're going to eradicate the need for for pesticides from from their robot. And what they're doing is they're doing um, what they call farming as a service. Um, so, you know, there's going to be a point where, you know, all all food, all crops essentially can be organic um, because obviously, you know, whether you think it's a bit of a marketing ploy or not, there's big consumer demand for it. Um, and, and, you know, that that technology is only going to reduce your costs ultimately and then increase your margins. Um, so, yeah, it definitely should be embraced. It's it, it's you know, it can seem very intimidating. It can seem very what's the word I'm looking for? Like it can seem a bit evil um, at first thought. But, you know, it, there's a lot of good use cases for it. And, and uh, again, we talked about it in the green room earlier. Um, it, there's a, a lot of. Um, uh, wholesale redundancies be made in the in the in the global social media space and in the likes of America uh people who've been let go by the likes of Facebook and uh, and Twitter who are they all getting jobs with uh they're getting jobs with the the big ag uh companies the likes of uh, uh John Deere and, and Caterpillar so that's going to be beneficial to the sectors uh Remy Mark isn't it because um if they're coming into the sectors with their with their intellectual firepower and helping those uh, manufacturers, that's going to very quickly come over to to this side. So it's going to be beneficial to to the sectors, everything that's 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 been learned, and and this on, onset positive onset of um, of AI. That and that's going to be an amazing example, Remy. Remy, isn't it? If we're going to get to that point where um, the, the the likes of uh, pesticides aren't aren't required uh, because it's been done on a, on a manual basis with uh, with lots of small small tractors uh, r- running around. Mark, are you excited about this? Oh, massively! It is, and, and, and sourcing those expertise and those things is only going to be a benefit to the industry as we as we push it all forward. But yeah, God knows where we're going to be in the next five years in terms of uh, times the stuff that we're doing. Yeah, and and Remy, just we've got to remember the title of of this broadcast that the, the chaps of the HDB has set up. Talking leaders. A lot of this is that a lot of people dialed into 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 these broadcasts. They they run. Um, teams that could be a significant team or a small team with them using social media how can we make those individuals better leaders by that deployment of, of social of social media how can we make better leaders from 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 this from your advice please remy sure i mean i think i think you know obviously leadership can take many different forms um but i think you know having social media i know i keep banging on about it but you know being being a leader and, and and being one of the first to jump onto it um will obviously make those sorts of people a lot more influential um and then from that there's a million things that can come you know if you're seen as a sort of industry leader um you know so many opportunities um come as a result of that um and you know being a leader is about being you know the first one that's necessarily not necessarily afraid to make that jump um, of doing it you might all your morals and everything you might think that tiktok's just a dancing app full of teenage mm-hmm. girls and this and that but you know it's so much more than that and and you know i think you've got to take that jump um and and that will you know in turn increase your personal influence um and and therefore your you know power as it were as, as a leader 
Um, Revy, well, well done. And, and just on a, on a binary basis, um, I, I find that there's a lot of people in agriculture, uh, perhaps of a more mature age, uh, use Twitter, uh, like and enjoy Twitter. And, and some of the sectors that we deal with within likes of fresh produce and um, FMCG, fast moving consumer goods, mm. people use LinkedIn. Um, and then the younger generation uh, tend to use the, the likes of um, TikTok. Um, what would be your, your starter hack? for farmers who are thinking about using social media because they've got this, this plethora of platforms that they they can use and it's quite time consuming and onerous to load up multiple things on on multiple platforms if people were starting out or looking to 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 refocus their their, their social media what what would be your your recommendation what what sort of platforms would you would you encourage them to use yeah sure so yeah obviously you know with sort of older demographics we see a lot of i mean we see like twitter linkedin um being really uh, and facebook being really popular uh, in particular but all of these platforms now are pushing video content so you know when tiktok launched they all saw the success of it and they all decided they were going to copy it um so yeah my advice would be definitely create video content because that's what's engaging people that's what the platforms are going to you know the platforms are going to do the work for you and essentially um but i mean you know it people shouldn't see it as a chore as soon as you see it as a chore it becomes one um but you know you can repost the same content across multiple bits multiple platforms um and likewise you know if you're consistent with how you post you will grow um we at farmmarketing.co.uk also have a dedicated team that help farmers with digital um, and social media mm. marketing well um, so we can offer any advice um, to farmers who might be short on time on how to get started um, or likewise we can do everything for you so if you are interested in that um, please feel free to contact me at hello at farmmarketing.co.uk as well excellent Remy do you think that um, if farmers do adopt social media they will have a better business on the back of it yeah absolutely um you know, although farmers might not sort of see an instant return and it can take a bit of time to grow, yeah. um, you know, especially and I, you know, especially for the purpose of marketing diversifications, um, you know, there, there is no better way. And this is why all the top brands are doing it. You know, the top brands are doing it and they're pumping millions into it. They're pumping millions into it, but you don't need to have millions. You, you literally just need like a hundred pounds, 200 pounds to get results that would cost you 10,000 yeah. pounds on other platforms. So yeah, in terms of the value for money, the reason why they pump so much into it is because of the re return on investment. So yeah, for diversifications, I strongly believe that every diversification should be on social media. Yeah, well, well done. So we can learn from those bigger companies. They, they ain't stupid. They've got huge marketing teams, huge, huge uh, um, uh, uh, finances to be able to investigate the sector so we can learn from that. And the, uh, and some of the figures that you mentioned earlier on the basis of return of investments uh, is, is, are, are, are significant. So it's for the for the sake of 100 pounds to get it set up correctly, it's it's, it's worth a punt. And if it works, um, ca carry on. And, and hence, what, hence my very, very direct question to you, Remy, will we have better businesses on the on the back of it and i think you you answered that very, very eloquently mark do you agree will we have better businesses for, for everyone associated with yourself the ahdb if, if they if they engage with social media and engage with social media even more i think it's a very broad question but i think yes we've got to change change needs to be constant in life and we need to evolve in how we're connecting and um and, and sharing our messages with with consumers and, and our customers so yes 
very broadly. Yeah, and guys, we're nearly out of out of time. Mark, do you want, do you want to just summarise? I, I, I think these <clears throat> talking leaders series that 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 we do are so enlightening, and have someone like like Remy coming on with. Uh, really fresh eyes and and seeing the whole potential of this and, and and some of us kicking and screaming as to we don't want to change but actually we've got to change um, otherwise we will be the dinosaurs of 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 the world so i think, think it's hugely beneficial having, having the likes of um remy on but mark over to you please yeah no and um, thank you and and we probably could have gone on for another half an hour there's so much information there that um that remy shared with us but just we've had a couple of questions um would remy please share with us um oh, oh elsie's come in say hello elsie. half term everyone half term apologies um i think, think yeah would, would remy um possibly share a few examples of some really good posts that could get someone started um which would be really really good um and also how to contact an influencer and that starting point which um, i'm sure you'll be willing to to talk anyone through that um, if we share contact details but i think some yeah. of the stuff that we, we we chatted about that that whole 84 percent of the uk population are on social media so we need to engage with this stuff because people are using it um to be able to push things forward thinking about return on investments one to five or up to one to to wherever they may be there is a return and you don't need to invest massive amounts um, into into your platforms you just need to start generating some content that relates to your business and do it on a regular basis in a, on a in a consistent manner don't just suddenly think that putting one post in is gonna is gonna is gonna boom it off and um, the point about leadership if we think about leadership and management as a general one of the key things of leadership and management is connection and relationships this is just connection and relationships in the modern world yeah, well um, and how i look at my son who's 14 he doesn't watch terrestrial tv he just his social media and the electronic way of contacting his friends he's still engaging with his friends but it's just in a different medium that i did so i went down and kicked the football with the with the um, with my mates but i suppose the one little the, the one little take home and the one little sentence i've written down which is probably the thing that you said remy it, it's is think of social media as a tool not a toy <laughs> well so yeah really really good would love i'd love to delve a bit further into this conversation um as we move forward and um, we had a, com a comment from fiona about could hdb do a bit a bit more this i'll ask the question we're in the we're in the stages now of forming activity plans off of the sector council um findings and the direction we're going i'm sure there's ways and means that we can offer some digital sessions to help farmers better increase um their social media presence excellent remy anything anything to say to to our uh, esteemed audience just to positively wrap up please yeah i mean you know I, I i understand why a lot of people wouldn't understand how it would benefit their farming business but you know it's it's just where the world's at now you take any gen z you take any millennial you know it's all about social media um and you know i think the worst thing to do is try and shy away from it um i think you know you've just got to go in there have the attitude you know whatever happens happens um don't make it any harder than it than it needs to be and you'll be fine boom there there we go and, and guys just, just just to wrap up you very kindly sang sung me sang me happy birthday at the start of the broadcast i've had a dozen requests to know how old i am so so remy uh mark you've got to guess my age and we'll go for the average between between the two of you remy how old am i uh 21 Oh, this is working well. Mark? He's a little bit, you're, you're flattering him. He can't be a shade <laughs> over 40, but I reckon he's 55. Right, okay, so we're going to wrap up on that, <laughs> on that, uh, on, on that basis. Guys, have, have a 
Have a fantastic re rest of the week. Brilliant to have you on, Remy. Uh, Mark, uh, we look forward to seeing your chairperson uh, in, in, in person again. We, we, we love the, the fantastic little interruption there. Uh, Remy, you're, you're brilliant. We'll tag you everywhere. And uh, it'd be Thank great you. to get you on some of the um, AHDB future things, whether that be online or face-to-face. Um, or, or -face. Remy, you're brilliant. Well done. Thank Thanks you, everyone. So much. Have a good day. Bye-bye.